What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It looks like there's a halo behind me. And my I know. video, my you video looks all better. Horrible lighting situation. Oh, your actual video looks better. My actual video looks better. It still looks like there's like an uh, a ray of light back there. But this is as close as I could get to the Wi-Fi without sitting inside of an actual closet. Oh, positive. So that's what that's what's happening. <laughs> oh, are you ready, love? Why don't you kick us off today? Okay, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. Uh, I'm Lily, and I'm here with Jocelyn, uh, remotely, of course. Where are you? I'm in Arizona right now (laughs) in an, obviously, well, we're not together. I'm in Arizona right now in, you know, when you hear people talk about, like, I'm in a mahogany library filled with leather-bound books. Like, honestly, that's kind of, that's kind of like. (laughs) Not particularly. (laughs) That's kind of like what I feel as though I'm in. Um, I'm in the house where we had our wedding reception. Yes. Which Chris's parents used to live in this house. They built like their dream house years ago. And then they were like, um, there's only two of us. What the heck are we doing in this house? So they don't live there. They don't live here. They rent it out. And this is like the most popular Airbnb in all of Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. So that's why we never stay here. It's because this is <laughs> like, so are out. you paying for it or? <laughs> No, we probably it was could just not an empty it. weekend. Yeah, no, it's empty right now. It's usually booked literally every single day of the year. Even when we had our wedding reception here, we had to like black out the dates like months in advance. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, Chris's stepdad has gotten super into the vacation rental world. Well, he I know when I stayed them. in that uh, cool Airbnb that was in the same neighborhood, uh, he came by to check it out to scope yeah, out the competition. To- he wants to scope out the scene. How are you? You're in a new location. Speaking of new locations, it looks like you're in an alternate universe as well. An alternate universe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am in my office because I tried to set up my, I moved my desk from a different wall and I tried to set it up so then I could have everything just permanently here and I could just be like, record. Well, I uh, spent an hour before we started this setting up and still recording the same way that I always do pretty much but you well know. you look fantastic you look like you have Thanks. a beauty filter on yourself and I'm <sighs> glad that you're back because last week I recorded I without that. you and it just did not feel the oh same. yeah I'm sorry I got a couple messages it's like you weren't even in this week so I was like oh yeah about that um I went on a little road trip uh where uh, if you guys know what black box tv is um tony who does black box does a bunch of he's a genius he just does a bunch of things but he works for this vr app uh called skidoo and they wanted to do a vr show where i get to i they flew me to portland and we went to a bunch of movie locations and it was super fun but it was three days and um 750 miles in the car and if That's you're familiar with my back situation, sitting in the car isn't the best of things. So it like I wasn't driving, so it wasn't as bad and I can move around. And they were like very lax that like if I needed to pull over something for a little stretch that it was fine. But um, let's just say everything was pretty good. The last day was kind of rough. And then I got back and it just was like, oh, 
what have you done? Yeah. And like your body's rejecting you. I just two days like couldn't move. Well, I'm glad that you are back and it looks like you are feeling better. Yeah, I've been going on. Well, so my neighbors, shocking, have been, I don't even know what I'm looking at because it's just as much the ones below me now too. Uh, I think they have joined forces and are tagging They're trying to, to get me to you move out. out. They're trying to stand you I don't you know why the they want me to leave though. I'm the quiet one and I don't even <laughs> complain anymore. Uh, but Max has been so anxious and literally like we come in from going out in the morning and he just shakes for like hours and I feel so bad for him. So we've been going on a lot of walks and that's been making me feel better. Oh my gosh. I love that for you. I love that you're getting outside and outdoorsy. Because it's um, cold. Well, it's like, it's nice though. I feel it's, like it's, it's brisk. The, it's finally the fall in mid-November. And by it fall, is. I mean, it's like 55, 60. And then other days, like 97 degrees. Yeah, seriously. Um, Lil, do you want to jump into our over it? Yeah. So over it. What she said. Okay. So as we're recording... This podcast, it is one week post-election, so I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling, like, lighthearted. I feel um, like like a burden has been lifted off of me. There's not a lot that I'm over right now. I'm trying to, like, focus on positivity. <laughs> it's funny because when you started that, you were like, it's a week. I, this is our Thanksgiving episode. And I thought yes. you were going to say it's a week before Thanksgiving. And I was like... <laughs> Is it? Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm like, no, it's it's like two week. When is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is, I think, November 26th. It's November 25th or November 26th. It's always like one of the last Thursdays or the last Thursday of November. Isn't it the last fourth Thursday of November? Melissa just threw up consistently. But yeah, Um, Thanksgiving's coming up really, really soon, Um, and I feel like we do have some some things to be thankful for yeah and also but it's however gonna be a little awkward because of what you just said with the election um at oh, least for yeah. my life I think I am not see the people in my life aren't necessarily very outspoken about things so I don't necessarily know how they feel until I say something and then they react and I was like oh <laughs> this is mean? weird <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens to me consistently with friends and family and I'm like Oh, this is incredibly awkward. Um, bye. Uh, so, how are your family? I feel like is all on the same page. Yeah. So, though. so you, you know, what my yeah, my mom. Um, my family is very open about like probably too open and shares too much with each other. Just in general. That being said, my mom is kind of not like stringent or annoying about it, but she always has been like, "That's not table talk." That's not table talk. We don't talk about that at the table, whatever. So for me growing up, I never really stressed out about like anxious, political, religious, whatever conversations at the dinner table, especially on holidays. Cause like my I, mom, my I mom th- kind of put the kibosh on stuff like that. But also, you know, I'm grateful, like me and my family, like all are on the same page you know what I mean I haven't usually had I mean I guess more in like the last four years stuff has come up but like I think in general I've never had politics be a thing because I am not a super political person and I still don't think I am a super political person and I think that's where it gets weird this year it's like what have you been up to and it's like how do you talk about this year without 
referencing certain things that then are going to Yeah. You know, I've actually tweeted about this even before this year, but I feel like this year is the time to do it. Um, I love the art of distraction. So (laughs) if you feel like you're not going to have a conversation that is productive, um, productive, if it's just going to turn into like a freaking New Jersey housewife table flipping moment with Teresa where like plates are flying, (laughs) then I (laughs) recommend coming up with a handful of topics to distract your family members. Maybe things like you always see those jokes where they're like, I'm pregnant. Like it's like a teenager and they're like, just kidding. I'm not, but I did fail ninth grade, you know, like try to come up with something. Um, But you can also, you know, be like, oh my gosh, like get a list of like weird random facts. Did you know humans can live on the moon now? And then just start like listing off a bunch of weird stuff that just like distracts everyone. And then all you have to do is last two hours or 90 minutes. And then it's polite See, to like well, kick rocks. And it's, I, for me, it's also interesting because it 100% depends on who I sit next to. Oh, you gotta the pick the kids. I don't pick, pick the kids it, you don't, table. You don't Lil. pick there's place settings. Oh. So oh, no. usually, Get there early usually the little, there are the kids, they're older now though. So I don't know how that's going to be. Um, but it's like, usually they <laughs> will ask for me to sit next to them. I don't think I did last year, but like, if I can sit by the kids, great. Absolutely. But even then I'm like afraid that I'm then going to say something like some, someone will say something and I'll be like, make a Trump joke. I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm so used to living on Twitter these days where I'm very open about how stupid everything is and um, might not be as welcome when it's not. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because my over it for today was that um, I think I'm just over the Thanksgiving holiday. I think we need to skip straight to like the Christmas holidays. I love Um, the concept of being grateful and thankful. And there are things that I'm very aggressively grateful for right now. But as for the holiday of it. Yeah, well, that's the, I don't know. It doesn't really align (laughs) with what we're celebrating. I feel like what we're celebrating, you could lump into like the holidays with Christmas and like just the time of the year to be with your family and be happy and everything. But it's like, if you really look at the Thanksgiving holiday, Exactly. 1000%. And the food is not um, good. Also, thank you for saying that. I do enjoy some of it. And I think it's nice to have once in a while, but like if I missed it. Mm. Yeah, I don't even, I think all of us have lied to ourselves and been talking ourselves into our entire lives that like turkey dinner is the pinnacle. It's not. It's not. Well, the not pinnacle. to mention, I'm I like, don't care who I'm you a are. five year old. So like, I if I could pick the menu, oh my God. It'd be like also mashed potatoes, creamed corn. Everything would be like well, neutral colors. No green, no. <laughs> Anyways, I'm over Thanksgiving. I think that we should just skip ahead to 2021. I think we should try to celebrate the concept of being grateful and thankful every single day. Um, and maybe more so in this moment in time. But I'm I just you know, Black Friday also can die. I'm not into that. I, just, I don't mind I'm, it I'm not from into online. It. Lil, what are you over? Um, something that came up this morning on Twitter, which I may have been over this in the past. It's not a new thing, but that people get mad when they find out that I'm following Trump. 
Yes, but I saw this conversation I, because I think they think that that means you're in support. If you went through my follow list, you would very much see that the people I follow are not necessarily the people that I'm like, oh my God, these right. are my heroes. Like, I wasn't aware that you only could follow people on social media that you're obsessed with. Like, no one hate follows people or is just like, curious and like use it I think for that that's why people probably that are maybe saying these things to you um probably have like finstas or fake twitter I get, accounts yeah and that's like way too much work people. and i don't want to deal with that it's a lot of work I, but especially with, i mean and that applies to like i follow other people that first of all i think it's that i don't unfollow people that like it would take a lot right. for me to unfollow someone. They would have to be so fucking annoying that I would have to be like, if I see one more of these, I'm going to explode. No, thank you. Otherwise, I just keep scrolling and just don't really think about it. With Trump, I don't I feel like it's not like the concept of following the president, regardless of whether you like him or not is not weird to me. Yeah. And I think you are also someone who's very active on Twitter. Like, I'll be honest with you. I have not been very active on Twitter, like probably for like the last year. Um, just in general, I get all my news from Twitter, but then I forget to tweet. I'll be totally real. I get so consumed with like, opening like 75 links on my desktop from Twitter that I forget that I even should. See, that's I, I think it's because I've been on my computer less and I've been on my phone more. So if I'm on my phone, I'm Makes on Twitter. Sense. But just yes. basically, so I'm over people getting mad at that. And then even someone responded today and were like, oh, you should follow. There's this account. And it's like, I, I think I follow it too. It's called like unfollow Trump. And it reposts everything that he posts so you can still see it without giving him the follow. And I'm like, he, I mean, I, I get that he thrives off attention and his ego, but like, I, no, I, I'm not subscribing to this, like, oh, I'm not going to follow to support. No, I'm not supporting him. I'm literally and following him Eddie, so I can quote I think, tweet his tweets and show how absurd they are. And I think it's a good way to follow the news because that's I mean, my, and that's my point. Like I follow random people that I don't really like, but in terms of, the pre and that you could argue is weird, but the president, I'm like, I I want to know what's going on, and I feel like the algorithm Absolutely. doesn't necessarily um, show me the tweets of the other account as much. Like mm -hmm. I don't ever and miss also, a Trump tweet. No, and for I mean for that matter, like almost all of his tweets at this point oh. are getting shut down. So I mean, yeah, gosh, what a strange. Strange, strange time we're the living in. And I know that, that everyone says that every generation, but I feel like I saw speaking of Twitter, I something. saw a tweet the other day that was like, Oh, I can't wait till I have kids. The amount of like back in my day stories that I already have logged are just endless. I know. We need to make a time capsule of 2020. I, it's so funny. I was actually I don't thinking know if we need to do that. Like, I let's mean, not remember it. Let's keep it in the past. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking how stupid I was. Like back in April, I was like, I think I even DM this to you or, or texted you being like, we should make videos that are like messages to ourselves of like, dear Jocelyn, don't forget what quarantine was like, like, and what COVID was like, forget. because I was thinking in my head, I was thinking at that point in April, this is going to be just a three weeks. And someday I won't remember it. <laughs> See, I I'm always like, kind of felt like, like it was 
five years, we're going to remember because it's going to be in the historical books. Okay. I um, have a TikTok that I did back when I was like still mentally in a better place and making TikToks for fun. Uh, but it's literally like, what if they never let us out? What if they're just like, whoops, we can't fix it. You're stuck inside forever. And I'm like, that was eight months ago. (laughs) I know. It's so weird. Um, But I am excited that um, we are going to be talking today about things that we are grateful for. Because I think being grateful on a day-to-day basis, even for stupid things like French fries or whatever, helps your own personal mental wellness. But before we jump into that, we have to take a call because we have callers now. I'm so excited about this. It's not like it's 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 I'm not getting used to it, I guess. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Lily. So if we're talking about what we're over. So this week, I'm currently over just rules and regulations in general, just limits, I guess, you know, I mean, I'm a student at the university, right? And I met this guy on Grindr, and he's super cute, a little older, but I like him older. And we were talking about getting together. And then I find out he's going to be a professor at my school. So now he's like, I can't fuck you because you're a student. So, and I checked, and it's true. Even though my major has nothing to do with what he's teaching, it would, would be completely consensual. And I also just want to, like, tell people I fucked a professor, but now I can't because of student fucking rules. So that's why I'm over. It's just not getting my nut, period. Um, Signed, a hoe in college. Peace and love. Love your show. Over it. Bye. Uh, you did, he didn't even <gasps> oh give us gosh. his name. This mystery. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's... Let, what do you say we call him Antonio? Because I feel like <laughs> that's a really sexy name. That is someone who would hook up with their professor. Antonio, I got to tell you, you... um inspire me Same. to be a more adventurous person and i feel like you are living like a living version of a gossip girl episode right <laughs> where they're all literally like 30 when they're 15 um no i'm i'm back to the rules and regulations i agree that I, there shouldn't be an issue if he's not gonna i guess i guess he can't guarantee that you don't like switch majors and then he becomes your professor so there, but like, it feels like a leap. <laughs> I I get it. And can't you and just like, say like, can't you guys both just say we didn't know? Yeah. Like, like does he really like, we didn't discuss would, our job. Would he lose his job <laughs> if the school found out, even if the kid wasn't Ugh. in any of his classes? But it's forbidden. That makes it even Melissa, hotter. Our producer's nodding. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I, you know, I mean, I don't know what Lily. What would you do if, like, the hottest zaddy of all time? I, well, first of okay. all, I can't imagine having a hot professor because I've never even remotely had one. Um, really? No, they're all like older. Oh, what a sad like, tale! Yeah, not even a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. That's not even like a hot teacher. That, Did you ever have a hot teacher? No. Oh my gosh, you got to go back to school. I, well, it's so fun. I mean, now would be great because I thought I would be their age too. But uh, hmm, I don't know. I think it doesn't seem like it's what I would do. It's up to the teacher. They're the one that has something to lose. That's so true because they're not going to kick him out of school, probably, right? But I feel like more so it would go against the code of ethics for the professor. Why don't you guys just develop a 
friends with benefits relationship. I don't think that, you know, like friends that hold hands. I don't think it's like you can't have a relationship with a student, but you can fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gosh, I feel like this is so Romeo and Romeo. I was going to say Romeo and Juliet, but this is like having it be forbidden makes it even more attractive. Yeah. I mean, and how long were you talking it? Like, uh, I'm, I've, I have a lot of follow up questions that we're not going to get answers to. But here's my here's my thought in general because I always told my sister um, when we were dating my main dating advice when these situations was that as a rule <laughs> of thumb, and I know this is crass, you should never shit where you eat, oh. right? So, like when we worked in a big work environment, my thought was always. Not that we would have ever dated any of our coworkers, I was like, what, really. Cool. But, I wish that would have happened. Wasn't even an option. But I just think that <laughs> unless you're prepared to like have this person be the love of your life, you should probably just go search somewhere else. So my advice to Antonio is this: get together with Mr. Grinder, Professor Grinder. And if you guys immediately discover that you are the loves of each other's lives, freaking figure it out. If not, I, I mean, I know. think the professor. I guess it's not I, a good I think idea. The professor already put the kibosh on it. That ugh, so that's so unfortunate. I'm, I'm over that for you too. I am as that's well. Like, Maybe you should transfer every time transfer I meet schools. someone and <laughs> they're not a professor, but they're like you know in a relationship. <laughs> I'm so sad, Lily, that you never had a hot professor. Did you? Absolutely, TAs like hot uh, TAs, and you know I, I was also an English didn't major. Go to class. I'm like, what did the TAs look like? I was also an English major. So, you know, they were all wearing like cozy sweaters and scarves and like tiny glasses. Like, have you ever looked at the Instagram account hot dudes reading? Yeah. They were all hot dudes reading. (laughs) And there's no hot dudes reading at ASU. (laughs) That's that's probably true. (laughs) And like, um, you know, they were very smart and witty and I always loved nerds and nerds never loved me ever. And so it was just like very exciting for me to have I'm, little schoolgirl crushes. I'm thinking on my to myself like, why? Like, I feel like nerds always love me you, because you are a lot. And I feel like a nerd would be like <laughs> super shy. You'd be like, oh my God, tell me everything about you. Hi. But then as it turned out, you know, everything came full circle because Chris is truly so nerdy. Like the stuff he talks to me about. He's like a jock turned nerd though. Have you ever, he was, yeah, I guess kind of like a hybrid growing up, but like more nerdy than everything. Like it took me literally five years to find out that he had a full academic scholarship. That's the thing though. He's not like outwardly nerdy. He's secret nerdy. Which is the best. Yeah, he'll be like, he's like, have you ever um, looked on online for microscopic images of of tiny organisms? And did you know that they can hold hands? I'm like, first off, you lost me at microscope. I've never Googled anything with microscope. The makeup artist in um, Oregon. They were telling me things. You had a makeup artist? Well, I mean, I mostly did my makeup and they mostly took my picture. But... It was like a personal photographer. It was great. But um, they are very passionate about uh, uh, jellyfish. And we saw one on the beach. Literally, the amount of facts that I was like, how do you know all this? This is absurd. I I don't know anything about... uh, Apparently, people do research when they're born. And I do too, but not on like 
specific facts. I feel like mine, it's like vague research that then I don't even know how to tell someone else. Um, yeah. Last thing I'll say about my nerdy husband is that he got his scuba diving license when he was 10 years old because he dreamt of being a marine biologist and all he wanted to do was visit the sea creatures. And when we went scuba diving on our honeymoon, he's from Arizona. Amount, that is the, where did he even get scuba certified? At some swimming pool here for like two or three and months. And then where was he going to go scuba diving? I don't know. His dad took him to probably some like dangerous places around the world. He scuba dived, dove in, divin, daubed, doved, whatever the tense is, a lot. And we went on our honeymoon and I fully regret it. It was like one of the most stressful experiences yeah, of like my that. life. Um, because I got scuba certified in 25 minutes. You think that's a good idea? It doesn't not. sound particularly safe. And as we were jumping in, they were like, hey, remember not to do this or you'll die. And then I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was terrifying. That was like when I went, um, uh, I didn't actually go in, but um, shark diving. And it ended up being oh. like the water was too choppy and no one ended <laughs> up really going in. But they're like on the way out. It was like, if you're not like, a super, super confident swimmer. Uh, maybe today's not your day. <laughs> and it was so many like... <laughs> and everyone's like throwing the, up and, oh, and barfing because it was so But it was so many like, crazy. yeah, if a shark comes, like just use this pole and just like knock it away. It was... I, I no. no. I feel like not today, Satan. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, all right, Lil. Before we jump into our over it or before we jump into the rest of the show, I feel I like, like I gotta let jump people in. know. I feel like the whole show before has we happened jump already. Into our over it. Um, I wanted to remind our listeners that they gotta call in and be a part of the show, just like Antonio did. I love what he shared. Please call us 562-661-8729 and leave us a voicemail three minutes or less of what you're over, and we will just like feel your pain. And also, this Let is us know your space. name unless you want us to make up one like Antonio. Yeah. I mean, I also love making up names, so I'm fine with Oh, it. my God. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, all right, Lil. Let's jump into the rest of the show. We're going to be talking about what we're thankful for. Even though I've already claimed that I'm canceling Thanksgiving, I do think, and do you agree with me, okay, I know I'm a very optimistic person by nature, you? but this year, yes, I'm very optimistic by nature, but this year it's honestly had to become more of a choice for me because things have been bleak a bit, <laughs> at a point. Bit. Good word. Um, but I do find it to be a good practice to 
think of things that you're grateful for. And I think people get overwhelmed. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, buying a mansion or, you know, getting my dream job or whatever, but just like little things to be thankful for. Um, what would you say, like in reflecting on this whole year so far? Like, I mean, I think I've, what are, are there things you're grateful for? Yeah. I've said this before, but I'm so grateful. Um, and I, it's become even more prominent because I feel like it's just been going on longer, but with my back and not being able to consistently do things or like one week I'm fine. And then one week I can't do anything and it's hard to make plans and hard to commit to things. And hard to work consistently that I'm so grateful that I do have the flexibility to like not do anything for a few days if I need to, because I can get a brand deal or I can upload a video or, or I have ways to make money if I need to, but that there's so many people, if I had a nine to five, like retailed, I absolutely couldn't be doing that right now. Like I would have to be collecting unemployment slash disability slash I don't even know if that all has probably gotten more complicated with COVID too. So seeing that people are losing their jobs and not being able to see their families and stuff. And I'm sitting here like able to just like kind of use it as a relaxing period sometimes, which I mean, it hasn't been particularly relaxing because of everything going on personally and in the world. But I'm, I would just say grateful for the position that I'm in that I can be comfortable and put my health first and not have to be worried that I'm like not going to be able to make my nine hour shift the next day. Yeah, it's crazy. One of the things that I actually wrote down as a potential over it for an episode is just the healthcare system in general. Um, Making appointments, getting diagnosed How, with things being yeah. your having to be your own advocate is such a exhausting, exhausting thing that I am grateful also that I have people like even uh Jocelyn's husband's um brother so Jocelyn's brother <laughs> um <laughs> had reached out with a friend and I actually this reminds me that I need to email him but had connected me with a friend that's a doctor that is just out of the goodness of his heart is willing to consult and like point me in the direction that he thinks that I need to go so being able to have just help when you're dealing with the healthcare yeah. system because otherwise I'm victim or I'm uh guilty of doing the same thing that uh you just kind of give up and absolutely absolutely and I mean I think for me just being an outsider in your situation and like I have no understanding of what it's like to have chronic pain at all um I think all of us take for granted our health myself included when I get the flu I'm like oh, I'm gonna die this is horrible uh, that's the, only, the best and way I'm I like, would describe it is you know when you have the flu and you're like I would appreciate being healthy so much more that times a fucking million I'm like I'll go fucking run a mar- do you want to walk across the country I'll do it just let my back feel better <laughs> Exactly. And and the other thing I've even thought of a lot um, is how expensive things are. Like, not just you have to keep working to like, you know, have your basics, but also like medical care and health insurance. And like the stuff that insurance then doesn't cover. 
Exactly. That's what I'm thinking too. Like, oh, we'd like to give you this test, but it's out of network. It's everything is out of network. They're like, it's going to be $6,000. It's like, what? I was even just explaining. I don't know the details around this, so don't quote me, but with um, my chiropractor who does not take insurance because a lot of most chiropractors don't because they're like not real doctors. And I'm like, well, the right. real doctors wouldn't fucking do anything. And he actually did. So, but uh, that he had told me something about there aren't like you, you can't order a full spine x-ray anymore. I don't know if it's like a medical board or what, who made it so you can't. Is it because the spine is too big and it won't fit in one picture? Well, and picture? so he used to have like these full, like giant <gasps> x-ray uh, films. And now he's like, I have to order all like, because when you go to get an MRI, which I did before I ever saw him, it was like, well, what part of your back do you want scanned? Your It's your cervical spine, your thoracic spine or your lumbar spine. And it's like, I want well, I mean, it, my please. neck hurts, so my neck, but like I find out from my chiropractor who then later does an x-ray of all three sections and then pieces them together himself. I saw that. He like cut, he like literally like had all of them together. Yeah, it was so crazy. Like, uh, okay, what the hell? Like you were making me pick, but then there's a very, like the fact that lower back pain can be directly attributed to why you're having neck pain why would i only get the neck x-rayed i don't even need the neck x i should have just got my lower back x-ray but you would have never known that if you hadn't gone to the chiropractor which you probably spent two million dollars on at this point. Uh, last year last year alone (laughs) on chiropractor acupuncture slash like random back tools slash um my rolfing massages too uh 15 grand at least that's wild. We need to go back to become chiropractors. This show is now a chiropractor I mean, show where Lily and I give truly when you look advice. though into chiropractors and spine people and anyone that does back stuff. Typically, they weren't originally a chiropractor. They didn't like grow up wanting to be that. They had a back problem that then they got fixed. That they were like, I need to help other people because it's unreal how many people also back pain in particular. I think Mm -hmm. people just deal with and assume that they have a bad back when I'm like, I think that I'm sure there are situations where it's not something you could fix, but I think there's so many situations that people aren't aligned properly and just are used to it. And it's never going to get bad enough that they actually go get help. But the symptoms that I've had connected to my back that don't feel like they would be back related. I'm like, does everyone know this? Like, (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm I'm just glad, like, I think to piggyback on what you're saying about your situation of that you have a job where you can keep working, like just being able to work in general, I feel like right now is such a big deal. But I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, grateful for being able to work and then um, work slash not work when I need to. And then grateful for people like you who understand that I'm not purposely trying to not be a person. (laughs) No, absolutely not. And someday in 10 years, um, we'll look back on this time and... We'll be even more grateful at that point. Remember that time when you couldn't do anything? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think. So, what are you grateful for? I don't think you need. 
Yeah, I, I don't think that you need a Thanksgiving holiday to be grateful. I really do think, and it makes me sound like so cheesy, so Pinterest, whatever. But for those of you guys listening, for reals, this is like real advice, okay, from my limited life experience. Living a life of gratitude will make your life better. Like it will not make your life worse. That doesn't mean you have to turn a blind eye to like what's going on in the world and like, you know, not be like trying to make change and whatnot. But I think looking for little things to be grateful for every day, the little things, they all add up. Like the little things are the big things because it's so infrequent in life that you like get something cool, like a new computer or a new house or a new relationship. Like you have to be grateful for like your favorite nail polish. I'm holding it up right now. Um, But when I think about like this year, it's been hard. I think I'm not Pollyanna. Like I really like, I realize that if it's hard for me, who's a naturally positive person, it's really got to be hard for people who are struggling with optimism in general or gratefulness. Um, But the thing I'm most grateful for is that this year forced me into a completely different lifestyle than I've ever had in my entire life. And I have never in my life, like not just as an adult, but growing up, I have never had this much free time, downtime. And I In the last 15 years, I've never been home this much. And so I think there's a lot of good things that came from just calming the F down Mm -hmm. and having time to do things that I had always put on the back burner because I never had time and it was never an excuse. I was just choosing to fill my time with other things. So like, um, finishing projects that I said I wanted to do at my house, learning new skills, like getting becoming more educated in topics that I was curious about, but never had time for, or just like starting my day throughout all of COVID. I wake up every day. And before I look at my phone, I spend time with myself. (laughs) I know that sounds really weird, (laughs) but like reading or, you know, just literally having some alone time before I jump into the garbage fire that this year has become. I just give myself like a hot minute. Literally, it might just be a minute. But that's a habit that I hope to extend after COVID that I would have never done if I'd been living my normal crazy lifestyle. So I'm really, really grateful for this forced switch that I've had, even though, I mean, there's been many days where I'm just like on the verge of like, get me out of this house. I'm losing my mind. Like I want to go I somewhere. There's I want to do something. The f- like, cause as someone like me that doesn't mind being home most of the time, um, I would say that even I'm getting stir crazy sometimes, or I won't realize it. And then I do hang out with someone and I come back and I'm like, wow, I feel so much more energized. I'm like, well, I should talk to people more often. (laughs) 100%. And I think the other thing is it makes you, this time has made me like realize um, what relationships I want to invest in and continue on with and what people I miss and what people, like what friendships are like, you know, doing something good in my life and what maybe other relationships are bringing me nothing. 
I'm currently <laughs> you know also what I mean? feel like I'm like trying to figure out I've spent so long work like like the time we're at Clever, we talk about this feels like it's a weird like time warp of like one or two years that took place actually over seven. And yeah. also feels like it was like a decade ago, but also like it was yesterday and right. it's all confusing. But that I feel like I was doing so many things for other people for so long that I'm still like transitioning into like, like, what I do like I want? I, like, I feel like I should be doing something at all times instead of being like, what do you need to do? And like, I even when I'm stressing myself out and panicking to do things, I'm not usually actually accomplishing things. I would be getting a lot more done if I was actually relaxed mm-hmm. and like could like take a step back and figure out what I need to do. But uh, I don't know. I just think that the, like, you know, other countries always say that like America is like you work to live and everywhere else it's or we live to work. What, I, you know what I'm saying. Right. Vice Everyone versa. works here. And and, they, and, and, yeah. uh, like we go to Italy and there's just people having lunch with their glass of wine in for three hours and no one thinks that's weird and is like, you're not at work. What are you doing? That I think now this time has kind of gotten us all on flexible schedules where it's like, oh, well, I mean, what do I want to do right now? Mm-hmm. And I think, so basically I'm kind of trying to figure out what I actually like doing and because even if I enjoyed things I did before, it wasn't necessarily my choice to do them. Exactly. Like, if, like all of our old episodes of stuff where it's like, yeah, we did fun things, but I probably wouldn't have chosen those. I would have chosen exactly. something else. But yeah. so now I'm trying to figure out what I would want to do. And like not being able to plan ahead, I think is a huge thing with this whole quarantine and COVID is that's what makes everyone feel so hopeless. It's like, well, like it doesn't feel for me like it's going to be forever, but it's just like, the indefiniteness of it is kind of hard to grapple with. So I think being Mm -hmm. able to kind of figure out things that I enjoy that I don't need other people to do, like this is the perfect time to do those. So, yeah. And I think even living through, you know, this pandemic um, has even like put a bigger microscope or like a bigger spotlight on all the things I take for granted on a daily basis, all the privileges I have of the A, that I'm able to work, that I can work, that um, I have a home, like basic things that people are really struggling with right now that maybe I wouldn't have thought about as seriously um, as I have throughout this time. Just being able to have access to medical care and having people in my life that support me. And I I mean, I don't know there, I could go honestly on and on, but then I'm also just grateful for like quesadillas, yeah, you know, that's, I'm grateful <laughs> for in and out, keeping me nourished and grateful for my dog for keeping me sane. Sometimes when I'm grateful for sane. access to plentiful boxed wine. You know, like I'm grateful for all my sweats. (laughs) And I think that it's it's like really it's been hard and it's really hard, I think, to get not distracted by all of the horrible things. And sometimes we talked a lot about this with Megan Batune on her podcast about like mindset and how powerful it is and how I think the brain is the most powerful thing. And 
I easily get distracted. And like when I'm in my car is the worst time where I'm like, I'll be driving and I'll get into like a virtual fight with someone in my mind. (laughs) Do you ever do that? Like where you get into like arguments that you win? Like, oh, I do that all the time where I like rethink conversations I've had in the past with like nemeses of mine. And then I like in my own, like I'm talking to myself, by the way, and do you not relate with so that? So Jocelyn's I, gone insane, everyone. Yes. <laughs> no, I feel like other people relate to it. I do. I feel like all the fights and all the battles I feel like I've lost in my life, I'm always winning in my car when I'm talking to myself. I talk to myself a lot now. Uh, see, that's... I No. You don't? No, I feel like I'm actually weirdly quiet, probably. Oh my gosh. I talk to myself enough for both of us. Melissa, just nod if you talk to yourself. She talks to herself too. Okay, I'm not See, alone. That, I think I'm having like <laughs> internal thoughts, but like not out loud. Oh, very I, much I, guess I talk to Max very a much. lot out loud. Yeah. See, that's nice. I don't have a dog and Chris is working a lot. So I just talked to Jocelyn 2.0. <laughs> I have problems. Oh Anyways, my God. Um, Lil, <laughs> yes, I think we've gotten to the point of the year where I am losing it. But we do have a lot to be grateful for. And I'm grateful for you too and our friendship Same. and that we can work together and keep making content. And I'm very, very grateful. grateful for Melissa. That is like literally what I was going to say. <laughs> silently watching us right now because uh, uh, this podcast wouldn't exist. Would not exist. No. no. And <laughs> we have done 20 episodes now of this wow. show. And I just want anyone who's listening to find Melissa um, and show her some love because she makes this show possible and many other hit podcasts possible. Hits. She's serving up the hits, people. And she puts up with us and all of my technological issues. Even when we lose shit and do things wrong. So I know. So shout out to Melissa, the true winner. Yes. Um, well, Lil, I feel like we're on a really big upkick right now. It's time to wrap up the show. And I think let's just keep p- with the positive train. <laughs> so long, Sherwell. I hate us so much more now. Uh, what's, uh, what's your Sherwell this week? I, um, feel like it should be, uh, I mean, it's not the most positive, but like it brought me a lot of joy. Um, what I already showed you guys is Chris Cuomo. Is, oh my gosh, I just, national in general, hero. He, I think, is what brought me joy. But um, we'll put the links to these in the show notes. But um, it's basically two different interviews with Chris Cuomo doing the same kind of tactic both times and saying, hypothetically, if the president came out and said he said something because he was a racist, like if hypothetically he said that, he asks then the uh, White House chief or uh, press secretary, Kaylee. Uh, and then also, I don't know who the first guy was that I sent you. who's a senator somewhere, I think. But basically ask them flat out, hypothetically, if the president did say he was a racist, what would you do? And neither of them can answer. And they just keep deflecting. And it's so cringy and painful to watch, but also brings me so much joy because it's like, oh, showing it's, the true colors Chris and you Cuomo don't even is have a to national try. treasure he's a national treasure he, he really really is and we you know I would say you know the the common phrase people are like he's a national treasure we don't deserve him but like what would we do without him and he just him and his the, brother hit, fighting on tv I just I just love they're so cute I, I think the world needs more people like him who 
are in a position that they're interviewing all of these people and like putting them on the spot and asking them things that are going to be uncomfortable and show how uncomfortable they get. And not letting people off the hook. Because what I like about those <laughs> interviews is that he asks a very simple question and he's like, you're not answering. You're not answering. It's an easy question. Just Which answer also, the question. I don't know who did this one, but did you see the other one I reposted? And it has brought me just endless laughs every time I watch it. But it's, the, so, I don't even know if it's, uh, it's like, maybe it's MSNBC. I don't know. They're interviewing this guy and he is claiming he thinks that you need to be sworn into office for anything that you need to swear on the Bible. And he doesn't know that that's like the law isn't that it needs to be a Christian Bible. It's just like you need to swear on something. You can. Right. Swear on, yeah, like, yeah. 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 The look that basically the reporter <laughs> tells him, he's like, no, but like you don't have to do that. That's not the law. And the guy goes, no, I've done it three times. I've sworn on the Bible. Donald Trump did it. And he goes, yeah, because Donald Trump chose the Bible because. Right. It, that's what he chose that. Yeah. The look on this guy's face when it registers that that like he had no idea that that was not the case. He thought you had to do it on a Christian Bible, even though like how how would you think that the government church and state does make sense? But the look on his face, Jocelyn and everyone watching it, go find this. It'll be in the show notes as well. It's a cartoon character. I've never seen this. Pause. Wait, is he that the guy? That's the guy who was just like this. He just does this like du yes. little double blink <laughs> and like, huh? And it's just the most absurd thing you've ever seen because he's so, he is an elected official that not only didn't know that, but then he's that like dumbfounded that. Yeah, it's just, interesting. Just I feel like sense. you and I should move somewhere and run for Senate. I think we could win. Oh, like where, where, could, I, what state could we move to? I don't know if we could. If Maybe. That's the people that are getting voted for. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like on the contrary, we might have enough. Oh, God. But oh, yeah, so those, I think that and also Fox News cut off Kaylee the other day really quick. Um, I think just the news clips that are showing a lot of things without having to actually say them. It's yeah, it, 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 speaks, it speaks for itself, honestly. Um, no, there's been a lot of richness. There were so many memes coming in from the Nevada counting of the ballots that brought me so much joy. I was almost like, OK, like I'm having a good day. The day that all the memes were rolling in, I hadn't felt that much joy in like weeks. I was just cackling on my couch like alone for like six hours. That's, it just like, at shows how funny people are. <laughs> people really are funny. Um, but my share well is actually like kind of random and it is family photos. So when I was a kid growing up, my mom um, definitely didn't spend money on like anything, really. My mom is very much like frugal, saver, Well, whatever. and because she can like make everything. And my mom is very crafty. So one thing that my mom always invested in and spent money on was that every year she would go to this place called Olin Mills, which is where all the 90s kids in my yes. community is kind of like Sears Portrait Studio. And she would buy like a year of photo shoots. So that like every quarter, at least every quarter, 
me and my siblings or me and my family or whatever, we would go and take a family photo. And at the time, I remember being like, this is so stupid. All of us in our denim shirts, all of us in our white shirts, all of us in our black shirts, all of us in our sailor outfits, all of us in our crushed velvet. I was like so annoyed as a kid. My mom would pick out my outfits and I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, I already know I look stupid. Okay. And my mom was like, you're wearing it. Let's put a bow on your head, whatever. Well, let me tell you, 30 years later, these photos have continued to bring me so much unending joy. Specifically, I mean, I everything about the photos, but mostly my sister <laughs> in the photos. I mean, I, she, I never, there's pictures, if they're embarrassing or not, should always be cherished because they're down the line, they're always going to be gems. Absolutely. And so the tradition continues. My mom still has at least once a year, um, hires a photographer and you graduated last- from Olin Mills. Yep. That doesn't exist. We would oh, still yeah, be that's there. True. Um, and, uh, our personal, our family photographer is doing like social distance photo shoots where, um, she'll like go to people's houses. Like you stay on your porch and then she takes photos of you like from afar. <laughs> and we did our family photo shoot last weekend. It was Chris's first time ever being invited because my oh. mom doesn't invite anyone. You have to be like in it to win it. And then you get invited to the family photo shoot. And it was hilarious. Like it was super ridiculous, super funny. My brother made cocktails before it even started. Um, Also, your niece and nephew are like adults. They're adults. And I've always wondered like how these photographers get children to laugh and smile. And I realized that this woman killed me. She literally is a genius. Her name is Kristen. She's a longtime family friend. She holds a stuffed animal over her camera and pretends it has diarrhea. She's like, oh no, the bunny has diarrhea. And then the kids just start laughing because like all kids think poop is so funny. And they were cracking up. They were like cackling, especially my niece who never cracks a smile because she is a serious gal. Well, that's, I, um, the pictures so anyways, I saw I'm grateful for family her. photos. The pictures I saw of her were so ridiculous because I just think of her as being like a toddler that can't talk. And now she's like, it's a, crazy a young, little young lady. I know. I know. I know. So I'm grateful for family photos. Any of you guys listening who are super annoyed that your parents force you into these like ridiculous scenarios, I'm telling you to embrace them right now because they're going to bring you free entertainment for the rest of your entire life. So just embrace it. Um, And I guess, I guess with that, the show is over, but we got to remind people yet again that we want to have you on the show. So please call us, leave us a voicemail three minutes or less at 562-661-8729. Complain um, away. Yeah, please. Share your heart, souls, safe space. (laughs) It is. Um, But you guys, thank you for listening. I know that you're celebrating Thanksgiving probably if you're living in America. And who am I? I'm going to be at someone's Thanksgiving. Probably my mom's house. Um, And uh, yeah, have a great holiday, guys.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.